It's lovely to have the ticking clock back. Some of you may not have noticed, but it hasn't been ticking for a little while, and it is back ticking. And um, I thought you'd be really grateful that the preacher can see a clock. <laughs> as we come to share communion, in, uh, as the focal point of our service, we recognize that Jesus invites us to share this meal. And I want to focus just on um, two psalms. Um, psalms are the book of worship songs in the Old Testament, many written by David. So you have to think a thousand years before Jesus. And so I want to just pick two psalms that follow each other in our scriptures. So Psalm 22, if you want to follow it, it should be on the screen. Any screen you care to look at? And then I'll be reading Psalm 23 as well. So lots to be read. But I love reading long passages of Scripture. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there's no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey. They open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. And my, mouth, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life, from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. 
You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will bow before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. And they will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. And then Psalm 23, Psalm of David again, two Psalms of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you come to share communion, whenever you do, I wonder what image of Jesus comes to mind probably of him sharing with his disciples. That's what we remember, isn't it? I want to give you a different image tonight of a blood-drenched shepherd. I read from Luke 44, uh, 24, 44 at the beginning of the service. Jesus says, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. And when you read these Psalms written a thousand years before Jesus, they speak so clearly of Jesus. But I wonder if you've ever read them together. I want to reflect on just these two Psalms tonight. Psalm 22, which is quoted or referenced four times in the New Testament, Probably the most well-known by a lot of people would be by Jesus himself when he's crucified. From Matthew 27, verses 45 to 46. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the whole land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God. My God, why 
have you forsaken me? Quoting from this psalm of David, Psalm 22. And then again by Matthew and John in their Gospels, Matthew 27, verse 35, when they crucified him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. John takes it further in John 19, verse 24, when he quotes, Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get his garment. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled, that said they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. And again, one more time, it's quoted in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. We've been looking at Hebrews in our morning services, and it was read this morning, verse 12. The writer puts these words in Jesus' mouth. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters, the Father and the Son witnessing to one another, In the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises. I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying Psalm 23 is probably the best known psalm of all the psalms. C.H. Spurgeon, the great man of God, called Psalm 23 the pearl of the psalms. And it's probably many people's favorites. I've lost count how many times I've read it or sung it at funerals. I know David probably would have and Edward and others. And understandably so. It's so beautiful. It's even chosen by those who have no faith at all, but will have heard the Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd. I've not been asked to read Psalm 22 so much at funeral services. But perhaps we should. I don't know. And you put them together, and there's such a contrast between these two psalms that we would rarely read them together. Yet we have them in the Scriptures by God's providence side by side. And I actually believe that we can't truly appreciate one without the other. They both point to Jesus so clearly. And if you put them together, we have our blood-drenched shepherd. It's easy to see why the Jewish leaders who knew their scriptures so well chose to ignore the message of Psalm 22 when Jesus, the longed-for Messiah, stood right in front of their eyes. They called for his crucifixion. And unwittingly, they actually fulfill Psalm 22. But they had no, no room in their thinking or theology for this blood-drenched Messiah, a Messiah so weak, so broken, so bloodied, nailed to a cross, crucified, Killed as a criminal, completely humiliated, stripped naked, nailed to a wooden cross. Some Greek manuscripts of Matthew 27, verse 35, do tell us that David was a prophet. 
You only find it perhaps in the King James Version or the New King James Version that they just add a little bit that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet David. The New Testament writers clearly see David as a prophet. We don't know if David knew who he was speaking about. But it seems clear to me that this song that David wrote may be something of his own experience, but I don't think it's about him. I think David wrote it for someone else to sing. He was never pierced through his hands and feet. Crucifixion hadn't even been invented. Nobody, as far as we know, cast lots for his clothing. But the one that we do know is Jesus. And we do know that Jesus took this Psalm 22 upon his lips as he was crucified. Just the first line of it. And treated maybe this psalm, I believe, as one that had been written for him to sing. And he spoke it out from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There is a Jewish tradition that quoting the first line of a psalm invokes the whole psalm. So in these two psalms that I want to put together, we have Jesus, both the shepherd and the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. For us, for you, for me. For we all, like sheep, have gone astray and we need a shepherd. We're all like the lost sheep in Luke's wonderful retelling of Jesus' stories. The lost sheep lost son, lost coin. We are in need of the good shepherd. And the only reason that we can sing Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, is because of Psalm 22. That Jesus laid down his life for each one of us. Now, Psalm 23 is not quoted in the New Testament, but Jesus himself describes himself. One of the titles, the many titles that Jesus gives himself is the Good Shepherd. And not only the Good Shepherd, he says, I am the Good Shepherd. And you know when Jesus takes I am's on his lips, he is saying who he is. He is God, the good shepherd. John 10, verses 11 to 14. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay my life down for the sheep. So as Jesus hung on the cross, 
his enemies surrounding him, fulfilled other parts of that prophetic psalm. The very ones who called for his death spoke the words of this psalm when they crucified him, the chief priests and teachers of the law, who knew the scriptures but did not recognize God when he came to them, mocked Jesus as he died, Matthew 27, verse 39 to 43, in the same way the chief priests, the very ones who were supposed to reveal God to people, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, the, law, the ones who knew the scriptures, And the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross. And we'll believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. And they surrounded him like beasts. The horror of crucifixion, compounded by those surrounding him, hurling insults at him, screaming at him. Psalm 22 talks about the bulls of Bashan. Bashan was one of the most fertile parts of of the land. They bred the fattest cows. These religious elites, who looked only for themselves, hurling insults at the one who was God in the flesh. They surrounded him like beasts. And in the light of the New Testament and with the eyes of faith, David wrote this song for Jesus to sing on the cross at the Passover at AD 30. And now today we can come and sing Psalm 23 and we will do in a few minutes time because of what he did for us. Jesus, our Passover lamb. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. So as we come to this table, we remember that Jesus shared the Passover with his disciples, remembering back God's deliverance of bringing his people out of slavery in Egypt. And he takes that meal and he says, he's the fulfillment of it. You remember how they were delivered out of slavery in Egypt with the plagues. And the final plague was death. And they were asked to slaughter a lamb and put the blood on the doorposts. And when the angel of death came, he passed over. The sacrifice of the lamb that saved the people. Tonight we come and give thanks for Jesus, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We can only sing that the Lord is our shepherd because he first became the lamb that was slain in our place. 
But also Psalm 22 describes the victory of Jesus as well, the resurrection, the ascension. That quote from Hebrews, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises. It's what we've been singing tonight. The praises of Jesus. Jesus who conquered death. Who is alive. Who is risen, exalted. Who is coming again to make all things new. And only because of Jesus' sacrifice can he build his church from all families of all nations. And tonight we worship, but with a huge family across this world. The other quote from the cross, you may have picked it up, you may not, because there's a few different words. The last words Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished. Could be translated, it's done. Psalm 22 ends with, he has done it. I find that remarkable. So once we've looked at the lamb that was slain, we're ready to read Psalm 23 and apply it to ourselves. Jesus, the good shepherd, who lays his life down for the sheep. If you're trusting in Jesus tonight, you can say with that conviction, the Lord Jesus is my shepherd. I will not want We can only lie down in peace in those green pastures because Jesus laid down his life for us. We can only find true rest and restoration in him. He is the one who brings our chaos into order. And if we're in that place where we do not have that peace and do not have that restoration, then we're in the chaos He is at work in that, and that's not the end of the story. It's never the end of the story. We can only have no fear of evil or walk through the valley of the shadow of death without fear because Jesus has defeated death. Unless Jesus comes back again soon, we're all going to die. But we don't need to fear death. It's almost a doorway that's held closed for us because the brilliance will just blow us away. But when we come to it, to be invited into his very presence, because we are his. We can only dwell in the house of the Lord forever because Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us, and he has. He says it, doesn't he? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me, in my Father's house and many rooms. If it wasn't true, I would have told you, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. 
and he is the host. He prepares a table for us. The biggest party you will ever have. We're all invited. And in that psalm it says, in the presence of our enemies. So I'm going to ask David to come with the band and leaders in a song. You'll guess the song. And then we're going to share communion together and draw near to him in wonder and worship.